Welcome to Christchurch Manchester Sermon Podcast. CCM is one church that meets every Sunday in various locations across Manchester. For more information about who we are or about our Sunday meetings, please visit www.christchurchmanchester.com. For the last couple of weeks, um, we've been looking at what our vision is for CCM Gorton. And put simply, a vision is a plan. So what is our plan? What is the point of CCM Gorton? Why are we here in Gorton? Why aren't we somewhere else? A couple of weeks ago, Tom really helpfully um, shared how we, along with wider CCM, want to be a church that is continually growing in our love for Jesus. We call that devotion. And last week, Andy shared how we want to grow in our love for one another as a family, as a community of people. And both Andy and Tom shared some of the ways we want to grow in those areas and how we might get there. So we want Gorton CCM to be a church that is growing in our devotion to God. And we want CCM Gorton to be a church that is growing in the way we love each other. And today we're finishing this little series by talking about the way that we want CCM Gorton to be a church that is on mission together. Jesus said in Matthew 28, um, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And then Jesus gives this amazing promise. He says, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus has given his church, us, the task of telling people the wonderful news about himself. And he promises to be with us as we do that. We know that only God can open eyes um, to, to his goodness. Only God can do that. But in this verse, Jesus is clearly calling us to get involved in the work that he is already doing. And as, as believers in Jesus, for those of us who have already put our trust in Jesus, he's given us the most incredible gifts, hasn't he? Forgiveness of our sins, freedom from sin and guilt, eternity in heaven, welcome into a new family and Holy Spirit power to help us every day experience hope, joy, peace and love. And then we've been given this incredible mandate from Jesus to go and tell others all about how good it is to know him. We're not supposed to get, keep this gift to ourselves. Many years ago, I, when I was a student, I was in a community group. And one week I said to one of the lads who came, um, you know, would you mind next week bringing the biscuits? And, um, but what I failed to do was make it clear that those biscuits were to be shared. Um, so this young man did bring the biscuits and he, he had them in, in his bag in front of him. And every now and again, he would help himself to a biscuit. But he didn't share them out. And, and, but, but it was because I didn't make that instruction clear. Um, Jesus is absolutely clear that we are to share his good news. The biscuits are not just for us. Once upon a time, 
somebody shared the good news of Jesus with you and with me. And God wants us to share that news with people around us. You know, following Jesus is the best way we could live, isn't it? And the church is called to go and share this great news. So with equal importance to loving each other well, um, we want CCM Gorton to be a church that tells more and more people about Jesus. We want to be a church that loves others really well, that reaches out, that invites and welcomes in new people, as well as looking after the people who've been coming for years and years. And this is not just one or two people's responsibility, it's, it's all our responsibility. But it does feel pretty daunting, doesn't it? Even though I'm desperate for more people to know the good news about Jesus, when it comes to it, I still feel nervous of how people will react if I start talking about Jesus. I feel inadequate. We need the Spirit of God to help us. And we need each other to encourage us along the way. Often when we think of evangelism, we imagine somebody confidently speaking in front of a large crowd with Bible in hand, communicating the good news in a really winsome way. Um, And God does give this gift to a few people. There are some people with those skills and maybe you're one of them. But mostly the church continues to grow because of ordinary people like you and me who are filled with the spirit and consistently love their friends and neighbours and colleagues well. We recently had our carol service and if you remember, we delivered hundreds of flyers out into Gorton community through people's doors. But everyone who came along to the carol service actually came because they'd been invited by a friend or a neighbour or a colleague. And that doesn't mean that we should stop flyering. You know, we want to get better at that. Um, But it does show that our relationships with those around us really matter. How we love people, the people in our lives is important, whether or not they ever decide to follow Jesus. God delights in using our tiny um, faith-filled obedience to him, as well as what feels like those great big faith leaps. When we take one tiny step of obedience to God, he can do amazing things. And that, that step might be that the next time you're walking down the street, instead of kind of looking down and focusing on where you're going, you look up and around, you smile at people, you say hello. It might be just being willing to have your plans interrupted It might be starting a conversation or asking questions to get to know people. I know that when um, somebody shows genuine interest in my life, I feel really encouraged. You know, I think people are longing for um, connection, aren't they? People are longing for connection. So invite your neighbour for a cup of tea or... or, um, I don't know, ask the person at the till how they're doing. Um... Pray for the people on your street. One of my neighbours who isn't a Christian recently told me this story which totally blew me away. Back in the summer, my neighbour Georgina, um, she travelled to Las Vegas for her holiday 
And uh, she's a single lady and was meeting up with a friend when she got there. But when she was in Manchester Airport on her way, she spotted um, a very old, frail man struggling to push his own wheelchair that was filled with his luggage um, along the very long corridor on the way to the um, check-in area. So my friend stopped and asked if he was okay, if she could give him a hand. And as they chatted, she learnt that this gentleman was 92 years old. He, he was called George as well. And um, the reason he was going to Las Vegas was that when his wife was in hospital, um, they had promised each other that when she got out, they would go on holiday to Las Vegas together. But she, unfortunately, she, she tragically died. So um, determined to go on this holiday to kind of honour that promise to his wife, George had booked himself a flight, a hotel, a mobility scooter for when he arrived, and a four-day trip to, to the Grand Canyon while he was there um, as part of his big American adventure. And he was going to do this all by himself. So my friend George was very quickly able to see how frail and vulnerable he was. Um, he needed help looking through his large bag of printouts, um, searching for his boarding pass. He kept dropping his wallet and he was very, very slow. She said to get out of his wheelchair, she'd have to physically help him out of his wheelchair. And she couldn't believe that he was travelling on his own without any assistance. So when they got on the plane, she um, explained the situation to the flight attendant um, who moved her so they could sit together. The plane was delayed, which meant they both missed their connecting flights. And when they arrived in the next airport, there was still no assistance available. And he was told he would have to wait for a flight that would be in 24 hours time. The airport was packed with people and there was no offer of a hotel. Um, so George, desperately trying to get the attention of anyone who would listen, um, was trying to tell people about this elderly gentleman that he was very vulnerable. She didn't actually know him, but there was no way he could stay in the airport lounge overnight for 24 hours. And eventually they were both booked into another flight that day that took them eventually to Las Vegas. By this point, the news of George and George travelling together had kind of spread through um, the flight and the people on the flight knew. Old man George sat in his seat with Georgina's neck cushion around his neck with her, um, you know, those, the sleep things on his head, drinking a glass of whiskey that the, the flight attendants had brought him from first class. Um, while George spent the entire journey um, trying to get in touch with the hotel to let them know that they needed to be ready for old man George arriving at 1am in the morning because he would need some help. The story just the story goes on and just gets more and more and more incredible. Um, but in a nutshell, Georgina ends up spending a large part of her holiday taking George to all the sites in Las Vegas that he'd wanted to take his wife to and had an amazing time. As a result of Georgina sacrificing her time and her own plans, she ends up giving George the holiday of his lifetime. 
I wish I could share with you the pictures that she took of her and George at these different sites. Um, without Georgina, he would have been lost in that airport and never got to Las Vegas. But it would have been so easy for her to have kept her head down um, and hurried past him that day, eager to get on her own holiday. But instead, one moment of kindness led to a friendship that certainly wasn't all easy, but it, it made all the difference to George. If her choice um, had to look up um, and around and have her life interrupted had a massive impact on this gentleman, how much more could we, in looking up and around and choosing to have our lives interrupted, have an eternal and life-transforming impact on those around us as we point people to Jesus. And it all started with a simple question, is everything okay? You know, at CCM Gorton, we want to be individuals and a church who go out of our way to love people who don't know Jesus yet, so they get to taste how good God is. We don't want to keep the good news of Jesus to ourselves. But mission is costly to our own comfort and our own practices. It often involves stepping out of our comfort zones and being brave. I just, I do this, don't I? Sorry. I thought I heard a little noise. Is that? I think that's okay. Um, yeah, it's hard work. Actually, loving people is hard work, isn't it? Um, and we, we just cannot be a church on mission together without God. And we cannot be a church on mission together without each other. If you've got your Bibles, why don't you turn to John chapter 15 with me? <laughs> It says this, I am the true vine. This is Jesus speaking. And my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you're like a branch that's thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. And then six, verse 16 says, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command, love each other. No branch can bear fruit by itself, it must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Notice how it is impossible to bear fruit 
if we are not connected to the vine. It's impossible to make disciples, to love people well, if we are not connected to Jesus. Apart from Jesus, we can do nothing. We will not grow as a church if we do not stay connected to Jesus. Our personal walk with Jesus doesn't just impact us, it actually impacts those around us. I'll say that again. Our personal walk with Jesus doesn't just impact us, it actually impacts those around us. And as church, if we try and do anything without praying, without making God centre and central, it will come to nothing. It, it might look like, you know, something for a while, but, but there'll be no depth. You know, if I was to try and write a preach without praying and without remaining in Jesus, it's just words. If the worship leader leads worship without praying and remaining in Jesus, it's just a bunch of notes. You know, we could be the most gifted church in Manchester, but if we try and do anything in our own strength, it's just a waste of time. This is why we value prayer so much in this church. We don't want to do anything without God. We need Jesus and we need each other. I ended up moving to Manchester 20 years ago and joining Eden Openshaw, which is all about um, sharing your life and the gospel with those around you. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to be part of a church that was on mission together. I wanted to be part of a team. When I finished uni, I started working as a youth worker on this little estate in Littlehampton on the south coast. I started inviting some of my um, some of the young people along to church with me on a Sunday, and after church we would head to Macadies, you know where where all young people love to go. Um, but it was really hard. My church was full of students or people in their twenties, and they did not want to come to McDonald's with me. They wanted to go to the pub with everyone else. But what it meant was that. My young people really only got to know me. They didn't get to know other people who love Jesus. They didn't get to experience how good it is to be part of the family of God. John 13 verse 34 says, A new command I give you, love one another. This is what Andy shared last week. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. The way we love one another matters. It matters to people who come in. You know, if, if, you, if you're new and you go into a church and you just pick up, you know, awkward vibes, that, that matters. You know, we, it's God's love, isn't it, that, that makes a difference in people's lives. A couple of weeks ago, um, I think Tom mentioned actually, but Nick and Sam and me and Tom um, had a meal with some friends of ours who don't know Jesus yet. And the four of us have actually been reaching out to others together for years and years. We, we were remembering that it could have even been in the same house that we'd had a meal with some Sri Lankans. Like before, I was pregnant with Caleb, I think, at the time, um, years and years before. Having each other's support really helps. This time, our Caleb babysat for all the children, which made it a lot easier. He was part of our mission. Um, 
We've also introduced this family to Vic and Andy before. And I really hope that one day um, they will join us at church and they'll get to meet all of you. Um, Doing mission together with other people helps us to keep going. It means we have each other's support, but it also means we get to share more of Jesus. Because God's made each one of us differently, we all reflect God in different ways. And so when we bring people to church, they get to see, you know, different aspects of God in different people. So there are a few things um, that we want to be very intentional about as CCM Gorton as we think about mission. We want to have a local focus and intentionally outreach into Gorton. We want the church to grow among local people here. Just like God has placed you in the family that you're in and has placed you on the street where you live, God has placed this church in the middle of Gordon for a reason. And although many of us come from different places, as a church, we want to focus our energy on Gordon together. So one of the things that we're going to start doing again in March is holding a community meal on a Saturday night for the people of Gorton. It means we're going to open our doors to anyone who wants to come in and eat together and get to know new people. We're really excited about this opportunity, but we know without the prayer support of everybody here, it won't be any good. And we need people to help come, set up, clear up, and we need people to chat and sacrifice their evening to get to know people. If we just serve food, it will be a great thing. But if we shy away from chatting to people and actually getting to know people, we'll really miss an opportunity. But I know that as we work together as a team on mission, then God will do incredible things. He already is, isn't he? Because secondly, our vision is that we do want to grow. And already we are running out of chairs. I think we've put, you know, when the kids are in, we have run out of chairs. Um, So in the next couple of years, we want to resource a new church plant or start a second service. This will almost certainly involve change. And some of us absolutely hate change. It might involve not doing church with your besties anymore. But if this means we're able to reach more people with the good news about Jesus, isn't it totally worth it? As a result of this growth, we're praying that we will see 20 people get baptised over the next couple of years. People who've come to know Jesus for themselves. In a couple of weeks, In a couple of weeks on the 4th of February, Sharon, who's sadly not here today, she's getting baptised. She's going to be our number one of 20. And I wonder who will be next. Who will it be? Let's be praying for Sharon. Um, Thirdly, we want to grow our links with the Oasis Centre and the community that meet in this building every single day. The Oasis Centre are doing amazing work in this community and have been doing so for many, many years. We want to get better and better at supporting the work of Oasis, not just with money, but with prayer support and any other ways we can help. So maybe if you have spare time during the day and would be up for coming and volunteering here, then then 
that, that could be something. Or, or maybe you've got time and you'd be interested in helping run an alpha course during the week here at Oasis. Please do come and chat to me or Vic Armstrong um, to, to, you know, if you've got any, any ideas on that. I'm going to be, we're going to be inviting Vic and Paul, who is the centre manager here, in a, in a few weeks' time to come and share a little bit about what they're doing. And if you are new to this church and don't know the story behind this building, it really is worth asking the question. Um, there's actually a really good um, podcast that's just been released um, where Vic is being interviewed by Simon Gilbo. I think that's how you see his name. I don't know. I call him Simon Gilbo. Um, and it's brilliant. And Vic tells story after story of the way God has transformed lives in Gorton. And finally, we want to have a global focus, develop international partnerships. It's really easy to see the need that's right around us. Um, but we want to continue to develop links across the world. Last night, Mike from, from this church uh, travelled to Uganda because a little while ago, um, the CCM, like wider church, raised shed loads of money to buy hospital equipment that Mike is taking out to Uganda um, and is going to be teaching people how to use over the next 10 days. Um, but we want to see more links like that grow. We, wanna, um, we want to continue seeking how... This little church in Gorton can bless overseas work. Do you feel excited? Yeah, I really do. I, I love being part of a church that loves God, that loves each other and loves others. As we begin to sing in a minute, and if the band wants to come up, why don't you either quietly in your heart or shout it out, ask God to show you again, his heart for the lost. Ask him to fill us up as, as church with his spirit that we might love this community well. That we might love our neighbours well. The people on our street, that we might love the people around us well. Our families, our colleagues, you know, the, the people that you always see in the supermarket. Let's pray for salvation. Let's pray for revival. Let's pray that God would work in our hearts and set our hearts on fire so that we would be a people that overflow with the good news of Jesus.